Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensah, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensah is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Shall we have a brief word of prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you. Because your word is spirit and it is life. It is sharper than any two-edged sword and it pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me give you a story from my personal life which has really impacted my prayer life. I remember as a young pastor many years ago, I went with another pastor and a small team of church members to Ketekrachi in the Volta region of Ghana. We were going for a crusade. We had our instruments. The first day I preached, the people gathered, but when I made the altar call for people to come and accept Christ, nobody came. The second evening, there was similar gathering. I preached. When I made the altar call for people to come and give their life to Jesus, nobody came. Now, when we finished that second night, I looked at my fellow pastor. He looked at me. I looked at the team, and the message was clear. Even though we were tired, we knew we had to spend the night praying if we wanted a difference on the third and last day of the crusade. So we went to a classroom and we started praying through the night. As we looked at one another, we were fagged out, but we continued, we prayed, we were barely able to stand on our feet, we were drowsy, we kept on and we prayed until daybreak. And when it was done, we went back and we could not suppress our excitement as we waited for the evening. That evening, I preached, the crowd gathered, I made the altar call. And up to about 20 young men and women stepped forward to give their lives to Jesus Christ. Prayer works. Now let me talk about Jesus Christ and his attitude to prayer, fasting, and solitude. When we say prayer, we mean any approach of the soul to God. Genesis chapter 4 verse 25 says, Men began to call upon the name of the Lord. And in 1 Samuel chapter 1, Hannah poured her soul to the Lord. The definition of prayer is Jesus Christ. The prayer life of Jesus is the definition of the prayer life of the Christian. He considered prayer to be more than food. In Mark chapter 6 verse 31, I want us to read verse 31 and verse 46. In Mark chapter 6 verse 31, the scripture says Jesus was too busy to eat. 
But in verse 46 of the same chapter, Jesus went out to pray in the night. It means Jesus considered prayer more important than food. Yes. Mark chapter 6 verse 31 first of all. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. No leisure ESV. even to eat. Verse 46. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. After he took leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. Here is Jesus busy in ministry, no time to eat, but time to pray. With Jesus, prayer was more important even than ministry itself. In Luke chapter 5, we are reading verse 15 and 16. The Bible says, great multitudes came to Jesus to hear him and to be healed of their diseases and sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew into the wilderness to go and pray. Luke 5, 15-16 Yes. But now even more, the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him, and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Jesus! He saw the crowds. He saw those who wanted to hear him teach and be healed. But he would often withdraw into the wilderness to go and pray. Jesus' ministry was sustained by prayer. Let us read Luke chapter 21. We are reading verses 37 and 38. Luke 21 verses 37 and 38. We are told that Jesus would go to the mountains to pray the whole night. But during the daytime, he will be in the temple to preach and teach. Luke chapter 21 verse 37 to 38. And every day he was teaching in the temple. Every day he was teaching in the temple. But at night, he went out and lodged on the mount called Olivet. And early in the morning, all the people came to him at in night, the temple. At night, he went to lodge at the mountain called Olivet. He went to spend the time in the open, just praying to God. It's a Greek word, aulizomai. It means to, to spend the night out there. Like shepherds were doing at the time Jesus was born. Out in the open with their sheep. Jesus did not consider ministry without prayer. The prayer life of Jesus came because it gave him focus from God of what to do. In Mark chapter 1, I want us to read from verse 35 to 39. The Bible says that after a busy night of ministry, in the morning, a long while before day, Jesus went to a solitary place and there he prayed. And when it was day, his disciples came and said, everybody in the city is searching for you. They want you to become their permanent pastor. And Jesus said, no. Let's go to the other towns and cities and preach there also. For this is why I have been sent. Mark 1, 35, all the way through to 39. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. Every pastor is moved when a whole city comes and says, Oh, we are all searching for you. Come. We want to hear you again. You are fantastic. Jesus, after prayer, got a new direction from his father that he should move to the other towns and pray there. Jesus prayed all night through 
before choosing his disciples. Let's read it from Luke chapter 6. We are reading verse 12 and verse 13. The Bible says in those days, Jesus went out to the mountains to pray and he continued the whole night in prayer to God. When it was day, he called his disciples and chose 12. Luke 6, 12 to 13. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray and all night he continued in prayer to God. When was the last time you had an all night prayer on your own? It was not organized by the church. Jesus prayed the whole night to God. Yes. And what happened? And when they came, when they came, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve. He called his disciples and chose from them twelve. Whom he named apostles. Yes. You know, every decision Jesus took was bathed in prayer. For a three and a half year ministry, Jesus began with a 40 day and 40 nights fast. That is how Jesus began his ministry. He began ministry in a way that he will know clearly what God wanted him to do. He will know clearly the path which God put before him. And even though we don't notice it, Matthew and uh, Mark and even John, they tell us that when Jesus was baptized, heaven opened and the Spirit of God descended upon him in the form of a dove. But let's listen to Luke. The Bible says when Jesus was baptized, all others were baptized, but when Jesus was baptized, he was praying and heaven opened. Luke 3, 21 to 22. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, all the people were baptized. Jesus also was baptized and praying. The heavens were opened. The heavens were opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. Matthew and Mark tell us that Jesus went to the mountains and he was transfigured. His garment and his face changed, shining like the sun. But Luke tells us in Luke, we are going to read in chapter 9. We are reading from verse 28 to 30 that while Jesus was praying, then the change came. Luke 9, 28 to 30. Now about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered. As he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered. What I'm trying to bring out is that the encounters with heaven, the spiritual moments of Jesus, the God moments of Jesus were put into atmosphere or environment because of the prayer of Jesus Christ. As he was praying. Yes. And his clothing became dazzling white. Yes. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah. Another interesting one I find is all the Matthew, Mark, they all report that in the region of Caesarea Philippi, Jesus asked his disciples, whom do men say I am? And some said Elijah, John the Baptist, and he said, you, who do you say I am? But let's read Luke chapter 9 from verse 18. Luke 9 from 18. Now it happened that as he was praying alone, now it happened as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. Yes. And he asked them, who do the crowd say I am? Even before he asked his disciples a question, he prayed. He prayed. Time will fail me to point out the times when he blessed bread and prayed before the miracle happened. On the cross, 
He prayed. Psalm 22 verse 1. My Lord, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus built a constant habit of praying. He prayed about everything. He prayed before taking decisions. He prayed in his baptism. He prayed at the transfiguration. He prayed. Jesus prayed to support his ministry. Jesus prayed to choose his disciples. Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32, the Bible says, Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. All of you. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Luke chapter 22, yes, verses 31, 31 and 32. to 32. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. Yes. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Now wait a minute. Here is Jesus. He is telling the disciples he has used three and a half years to cook. That Satan has asked special permission from God to shift, to shake, to, to test and, and, and overturn you like wheat. But I can't do anything about the situation. All I can do is, I have prayed for you. 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 There are many situations. The only thing you can do is to pray because even heaven cannot do anything about it unless you pray. When Jesus went to Gethsemane, the Bible says he fell on his face. I, I, we are going to read it. Matthew chapter 26. We are going to read from verse 39. Jesus fell on his face and he cried to his father. Yes. Matthew chapter 26 from verse 39. Yes. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed. Saying, you know, these, these passages, they, 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 they beat me. Jesus is the son of God. At his baptism, a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He walked on water. He multiplied five loaves to feed 5,000. Twelve baskets full were collected. Lazarus was dead and buried four days in the grave. He raised him up. And Jesus went to pray in Gethsemane. And the Bible says he fell on his face. He fell on his face. He fell on his face. Even though he was the son of God. He believed that prayer was critical. Prayer was the presence of God. Prayer moves God. Prayer is the only way you can get God's attention in life. And Luke is even more dramatic. In Luke chapter 22, I want us to take the passage gradually. I want us to read all the way from verse 39 all the way to 44. Luke chapter 22 from verse 39 to 44. Yes. As he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. Did you hear that? Jesus went as was his custom. As was his custom. This is a Greek word, ethos. As was Jesus' ethos, his habit, his practice, his continual, constant, and broken way of life. 
as was his custom. How did Judas Iscariot know where to find Jesus? John chapter 18 verse 2 says, they went to the Mount of Olives, to their uh, retreat center there in the bush, and Judas knew the place. As was his custom. Yes, and what happened? And the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. Did you hear that? Jesus withdrew from his disciples about a stone's throw. This is what we call solitude. There are some types of prayers, even when other people are around, you cannot pray to get God's ears. So he took the 11, he left them, he picked Peter, James, and John, they went forward, he left them, he said, watch and pray with me, and he went forward the stone's throw to get God's attention, and he knelt down. Some of us, when we are praying, we cross our legs, we say, daddy, you know, daddy, you know, daddy, you know, this thing that is happening, and you know, daddy, Jesus could have done that. Jesus could have done that. Matthew says he fell on his face. Luke says he knelt down. To get God's attention, you need a posture of humility. You need to, to, to be before his presence in a real way. You are not praying for display. You are not praying for other people to see you. You are not praying because you have nothing to do. You are praying because you need the ear of God. You need the attention of the God who rules the universe. You need to move the hand that created the world. You are praying to get the attention of the father of eternity. Yes. Saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yes. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And I'm excited he was telling them, look, you have to watch and pray, lest you too fall into temptation. This prayer time is my own prayer time. I'm praying for myself. You too pray for yourself. And he said, Father, you know, this cup, if it were left to me alone, I would say, oh, let it pass by. But not my will. Your will be done. I came from heaven not to do my will, but the will of my father who sent me. That's what Jesus said. Let's hear what happened. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. Yes. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat became like great drops of blood, falling down to the ground. You know, for you and I, when we are praying and we see an angel, you stop. An angel has appeared to you. Why, why should you go on praying? But the angel came, strengthened Jesus, and he prayed more earnestly until his sweat was like drops of blood. Prayer is more important than an angel. Prayer is more important than an angel. The angel came to strengthen Jesus. He prayed more earnestly because prayer moves beyond angelic encounter. You know that some of us, we just go about, I had a dream. I had a vision. I saw an angel. I see three angels in this room. And you are so excited, so you don't pray. <laughs> Look, prayer goes beyond angelic encounter, angelic manifestation. And he prayed until his sweat was like drops of blood. Hebrews chapter 5. I want us to read verses 7 and 8. It's even more dramatic. Hebrews chapter 5 verses 7 and 8. In the days of his flesh, yes. Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears. In the days of his flesh, Jesus, he offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears. 
To him some who people, was able, some Christians, they are nervous. When you are praying aloud, they are like, oh, that, do you think God is deaf? God doesn't have ears. That's why you are shouting like this. Oh, stop. You, can you pray silently? Can you pray quietly? Jesus said, if you want to pray, we should go into our bedroom and then shut the door. And, why are you? But the Bible says, Jesus prayed with loud cries and tears. Loud cries and tears don't frighten God. Loud cries and tears don't frighten God. The God of heaven. His attention. His attention is important. His attention. He was sweating blood. He was praying, crying with loud cries and tears. This is the Jesus of the Bible. He is neither afraid of silent prayer nor of loud cries and tears. Sometimes God wants to see your tears before he knows you are serious. Sometimes God needs to see your sweat in prayer before he sees that you mean business. Many of us don't have uh, James chapter 4 verse 2. He says you have not because you ask not. There are many things we need as human beings. You can't get them. You are going around for pastors to pray for you. They also have their prayer topics. You see? You want men of God to pray for you. You want somebody who will just touch you and that's the end. How can you get that? Men ought always to pray and not to faint. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. This is Jesus in prayer. Yes. Finish the passage for us. Loud cries and tears yes. to him who was able to save him from death. Yes. And he was hurt because of his reverence. You see? Although he was a son. Although he was a son. He learned obedience through what he suffered. Oh Lord God Almighty. Many Christians feel that maturity, spiritual maturity, is that you get to a place where you don't need much prayer. Then that means you are now mature. When I was a young Christian, I used to fast and pray. But these days, uh, you know, as you grow mature, you, you learn and you those giddy giddy things, you are lying. The Jesus of the Bible, although he was a son, although he was a son, loud cries and tears to the God who could hear him until his sweat was like blood. This is the attitude of Jesus to prayer. What more do you want me to say? I can tell you some of the things which really tore me apart when I read about the prayer life of Jesus. The first one is that there are three persons in one God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three persons in one God. Do you know that two out of the three are intercessors? Praying in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, the Bible says we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit helps with our infirmities because with groans that cannot be uttered, he makes intercession for us. And he who searches the heart knows the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And that same Romans chapter 8, verse 34 says... Who is it who intercedes for us? It is Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 and 26, the Bible says Jesus is able to save us to the uttermost because he ever lives to make intercession for us. In 1 John chapter 2 verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, little children, I write to you so that you don't sin. But if you commit any sin, we have a lawyer, an advocate, an intercessor with God. Jesus Christ, the righteous. I am blown apart that there are three persons in one God. But the Holy Spirit is in us for intercession. And Jesus is at the right hand of God 
for intercession to the Father. It means even as God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus, they pray. What do you mean as a Christian that somebody should pray for you? You must build your personal habit of prayer. And the second thing that blew me apart was that after Jesus' crucifixion for our sins, Jesus' death, Jesus' resurrection, now in heaven, at the right hand of God, in glory, he is still praying. The work of paying for our sins on the cross is over. The resurrection has happened. But he is able to save us to the uttermost because he ever lived to pray for us. It means prayer is a ministry that goes beyond the grave. Wow. 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 If the resurrected Lord Jesus still needs to pray, then who am I that I should not build a prayer life? Now, let me tie this knot on the attitude of Jesus to prayer by his teaching on prayer. I am glad that Luke chapter 11 verse 1 and 2 say he was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples came and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Because even though they were Jews and they had their ordinary habitual times of prayer, they saw Jesus praying beyond the habitual times of prayer. And they said, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And in Luke chapter 11, verse 5, all the way to verse 13, Jesus gave the parable of the unfriendly friend and the wicked father. If you add that to the unjust judge, you have a trinity to help you to pray. The unfriendly friend had loaves, but he was in bed. When midnight, his friend came and knocked and said, Go, do you know? It's midnight, but I have friends. There's not, I don't have any food in the house to put before them. So I thought of all my friends, you are the only one I can approach at such a time. So please, give me some few loaves so that I can set before him. And the friend from the bedroom said, Oh, cool. you know, I am in bed. My children are in bed with me. It's late. I, I can't just get up and give. But this guy, this friend said, Co, 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 it's me, oh, Co, you know, Co, 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 I, I don't have any bread. Co, 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 you know, Co, 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 I don't have any bread. You Co, Co. Jesus said that the friend got up, opened the door, and said, Come and take as much as you want. Come and give me peace. And Jesus was saying that our Father God is like that. He is not bad. He is a friend. But you have to trouble him. Isaiah chapter 62 verses 6 and 7. He said, upon your walls, O Jerusalem, I have set watchmen. They will not hold their peace. You who put God into remembrance, give him no rest. Take no rest for yourself. Give God no rest. Take no rest for yourself. Give God no rest till he establishes Zion and makes it a praise for the nations. You see? That's the truth. Isaiah 56 verse 7 says, My house shall be called a house of prayer for the nations. God wants people who will, be, who will take hold of him and not give up until they hate an answer from him. He is the God of heaven. James chapter 5 verse 16 to 
18 says confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man has great power elijah was a man with life passing like you and me but he prayed earnestly and there was no rain for three and a half years he put the key of heaven into his back pocket and walked around for three and a half years there was no rain then he came again and he removed the key and prayed and rain fell upon the earth he was a man like you there are many things you need in your life prayer can give you that your prayer life can change everything around you don't expect any magic your father god rules the universe yes romans chapter 8 verse 31 and 32 says what shall we say then if god be for us who can be against us he who did not spare his only son but gave him up for us freely what is there that he will not give us if we ask him somebody has given you his car and you want a pen won't he give it to you anything you don't get from god you must go you must go like this unfriendly friend and and push and pull and be with god until he gives you an answer yes then jesus himself gave us the example that which father your son will ask you for bread and you, you just tie a stone in a piece of paper and give to him your son asks you for an egg then you take an envelope and put scorpion inside the envelope and give it to him as a birthday present you wicked fathers you don't do that how much more will your heavenly father give the holy spirit to them that ask him The teaching of Jesus on prayer is what he himself practiced. He prayed unceasingly. And today, even at the right hand of God, he intercedes for us unceasingly. And just a word about solitude. You know, until COVID-19 came and this coronavirus put all of us into our homes many of us felt we were too busy for god now that the coronavirus is here you haven't gone to the office you haven't gone to school but the world has not fainted your business your school your workplace even your church is telling you that look the way you thought you had no time for anything you are not as important as you think the world doesn't roll on you you see we need to build into our daily schedules time for prayer individual prayer personal prayer alone with god there are certain things i want to discuss with my wife when my children are there i don't talk about it because it is not for their consumption so god told moses in Exodus 34, when you are coming to me on the mountain, let nobody come. Come alone. I don't want even an animal to be seen feeding on, around the mountain. It should be killed. Come alone. God wants you alone with him. And some of us, this is the reason we don't like prayer. Because we fear to be with ourselves. When we are alone, all ourselves appears before us and the makeup has to be a way the way people see you praise you call you on facebook and twitter when you get before god in prayer you are naked you are alone before him and some of us don't like it we are afraid to meet god like adam was after he he, he sinned but you need time to be quiet psalm 46 verse 10 says be still and know that i am god revelation chapter 8 verse 1 says there was silence even in heaven for 30 minutes even heaven keeps quiet what are you so busy doing some of us are so busy noise we like the atmosphere of noise music every day you, there is no time now when god still small voice according to first kings chapter 19 verse 12 is coming how can you hear god in the midst of so much noise 
James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 20, he says, the Lord is in his holy temple, let the whole earth be quiet, silent before him. You need to be quiet to hear the whispers of God. You need to be quiet still. Find some time, five more minutes in your office, five more minutes in the car, alone. Five more minutes, even in the bathroom, alone. Alone. Just be before God to hear him. There are some important decisions in life. You can never arrive at them unless God makes an input in the right direction. And that input only comes when you are in silence and solitude. So you see Jesus building that. In the morning, rising up a long while before day, he went to a solitary place to pray. And those days, Jesus went to the mountains to pray. He continued the whole night in prayer to God. And he was in a certain place praying alone. When he finished, his disciples came. You see, even Gethsemane, Jesus built a habit of praying alone. But some people in the church, if the church does not declare a fast or an all night, they don't pray. You see? You need to build the habit. You need to build the habit. Now, let me close on this note. How to pray at least one hour, personally. Many people, when they hear that, hey, praying for one hour, what shall I say? Oh, one hour. Hey. It's simple. There are three basic steps you need to take. Step number one, make a prayer list of all the people and things you want to pray for. You want to pray for yourself, you want to pray for your school, you want to pray for your workplace, you want to pray for your family, your extended family, you want to pray about your church and pastor, you want to pray for Ghana, you want to pray for the continent, make a prayer list. Number two, vary the forms of prayer. If you use only one form of prayer, you will be bored. Therefore, take five minutes praise and worship. Five minutes confession of sins. Five minutes for uh, intercession. Five minutes for spiritual warfare. Five minutes claiming the promises of God. Five minutes uh, if you do different kinds of prayer you will see that in the thanksgiving time after five minutes you change to praise and worship five minutes then you have done 10 minutes already then you go to intercession five minutes it's 15 minutes then you go to spiritual warfare five minutes it's already 20 minutes then you go to claiming the promises of god five minutes then it's already 30 minutes then you will see that before you know what the different types of prayer and you must also learn to vary your posture in prayer. Sometimes you have to kneel down. Sometimes you have to walk around. Sometimes you sit down. David sat before the Lord. Sometimes you have to lie on the ground. Some of the prayers, you see Jesus. Eh? Did you see him? He fell on his face. You see, sometimes you have to weep. He told Hezekiah, I have seen your tears. God sees tears. And then the third thing is, it is important if you, are, you want to pray for one hour, to break the prayer topics into manageable bits for each day. If you want to pray for the world evangelism, take Monday, Africa, Tuesday, Asia, Wednesday, Europe, Thursday, North America, Friday, South America, Saturday, uh, Oceania, Australia, New Zealand, and the coast. Sunday, Thanksgiving. In one week, you have covered all the continents of the world. And it, may, it brings the variety. You see, you are praying about the Holy Spirit in your life. You can take Monday, fruit of the Spirit. Tuesday, gifts of the Spirit. Wednesday, anointing of the Spirit. Thursday, leadership of the Spirit. Friday. So when you do that, you see that there is a variety which adds spice to the prayer and you are never bored because each day you are taking a new angle and you are on top and 60 minutes is nothing you finish that prayer and that's all 
and you must labor to pray with your family because the family that prays together stays together pray with your wife i see pastors who don't pray with their wives it's a taboo you see what picture are you giving the church and how can you have power when you are going to minister knowing that your wife is not there mocking at you as you preach you see and there are certain topics you have to understand that prayer is not a one way you come before god say god i don't know which of you treats the friend like that then you say kwami uh, you know i just went to accra and then the last time my uh, plane came and then uh, i received a message and then i school now i've got a scholarship and they were uh, okay bye bye Kwame. nobody treats the friend that way don't just go to god with a prayer list and you don't have time for listening to his response for what he has to say many times i spend more time in meditation and waiting upon god listening than in telling him ecclesiastes chapter 5 from verse 1 to 5 he says when you draw near to god be careful he's in heaven you are on earth don't don't be foolish don't just let your mouth say anything and afterwards you say i'm sorry so what am i looking for at the end of this sermon I am expecting that everyone who has listened to me will change his attitude towards prayer, fasting, and solitude. God wants us to be like Jesus. Those he foreknew, he predestined that they should be conformed to the image of his son so that Jesus will be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Philippians 3, 20, 21, he says our citizenship is from heaven, from where we are eagerly expecting our savior when he comes he will change our lowly body to be like his glorious body we want we, we shall be like jesus when we meet him therefore on this earth our major responsibility is to be as much like jesus as possible and you can't be like jesus if your attitude towards prayer fasting and solitude is different from his attitude god bless you in jesus name i'm going to pray for you right now Today I want to bless you with a spirit of prayer, of grace and supplication. He himself says we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the spirit helps our infirmities. It means there is a spirit of intercession. There is a spirit of supplication. There is a spirit of grace and prayer. And that if this spirit comes upon your life, you pray more than you have ever done. You pray with the spirit. You pray with understanding. Your spirit prays. Your mind prays. Your whole body is involved in prayer. Because there is a grace upon your life for prayer. Spirit of grace and supplication. Spirit of grace and supplication. May it fall upon you now. The spirit of grace and supplication. May it fall upon you. Spirit of prayer. Receive spirit of prayer. Receive grace to pray. Grace to pray like Jesus Christ. Grace to pray in the spirit. Grace to pray. Grace, grace to pray. Grace to pray. Yes, fall upon you like dew from heaven. In the name of Jesus in the name of jesus to be a watchman upon the walls of, of of jerusalem yes not to give god rest and not to take rest until he establishes his promise yes spirit of grace spirit of grace spirit of grace and supplication in jesus name amen if there is anybody out there you have never given your life to jesus and you want to give your life to jesus so that you coronavirus and, and its tentacles, you will be protected and shielded. And even if you are already affected, that God will heal you. And even if he doesn't heal you, you step into eternity like the thief on the cross. I want to invite you to lift up your hands wherever you are. 
and say this after me the bible says nobody can say jesus is lord except by the holy spirit the bible says if we confess with our mouth that jesus is lord and we believe in our heart that god raised him from the dead we shall be saved and if you have already received jesus christ it's the same you are praying with me you are laying hands on wherever your sickness is in the name of jesus as i pray say it with me lord jesus you bought me with your blood you bought me with your blood you died on the cross for you me died on the cross for me today today i confess you as my lord and personal savior i confess you as my lord and personal savior please come into my heart please come into my heart wash my sins with your blood wash my sin with your blood heal every sickness and disease in my body heal every sickness and disease in my body break every family curse and personal curse upon my life break every family curse and personal curse upon my life set me free from the power of satan set me free from the power of satan and every addiction and every addiction so that i can live for you so that i can live for you fill me with your holy spirit fill me with your holy spirit right now right now thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus yes i'm praying for you now i'm praying for you now in the name of jesus the name above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow every tongue to confess jesus is lord in heaven on earth under the earth not only in this time but in the time to come in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus be set free be loosed be healed in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name every sickness cancer ulcer kianda baka kianda i break your power go now lose your hold in the name of jesus every blind eye i command you to see i command you to see in the name of jesus every deaf ear every deaf ear i command you here now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus yes every addiction addiction to alcohol addiction to cigarettes lose your hold he came to set the captives free the reason the son of god appeared is to destroy the works of the devil i destroy every work of satan over your life now in jesus name in jesus name they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony be loose be set free be filled with the holy spirit in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.